Alrighty, we are back. Season 2 of Spandex Planet. Episode 1. Actually, episode 11. Uh, what a crazy couple weeks it's been uh, in the world of wrestling. We've had a lot go on. Uh, specifically, Double or Nothing happened, um, which is old news at this point. And lots been going on in New Japan, specifically with John Moxley. So we'll talk about that, uh, and of course have some story time a little bit later on. Other than that, let's get this fucking thing started. Man, we are back. Again, season two, episode eleven. I don't even know where to start. Uh, so much has happened. Uh, so much has actually exceeded expectations, uh, which is great. I think that's something that's always, as a wrestling fan, I feel like I'm just like easily disappointed. I always expect a lot out of things, and a lot of the time, it doesn't live up to that. And uh, things have been living up to that so far, uh, especially on the WWE front. I mean, the 24-7 title, all the six-man tag matches, Super Showdown was so amazing with uh, Goldberg versus Undertaker. I'm just kidding. It was a big pile of shit, um, as one would expect. I think I'm just going to start there because it's just the funniest one to me, like... I think it's actually funny how upset people are about it because it, it very obviously was going to be a sack of shit. Uh, I think that Super Showdown is obviously a money grab, and they, you know, the the Saudi Arabian princes really enjoy things that happened ten years ago, and you know that Goldberg and Undertaker were. I mean. 20 years ago uh so it was pretty interesting i had a feeling it was gonna suck it was just unfortunate that it ended up being such a dangerous match uh multiple occasions where goldberg uh was injured and undertaker (laughs) uh was potentially injured and so i just man I, i don't generally even really watch those shows not necessarily i mean i do think that it's like morally, it's pretty fucked up, but also I, I just don't. Uh, I just it, they're always bullshit cards, so I don't really care. Um, I did watch that match, so it's only about ten minutes. So if you haven't seen it, you can. It's pretty much a car wreck, uh, and it's just sad. Um, and I wish I didn't see it. So there's that. Uh, on a more positive note, though, to stray away from WWE, I think it's pretty exciting that AEW is is making some waves. Uh, the end of last season was we kind of talked about double or nothing and it happened and it was fucking awesome, man. Uh, this was having the network. I'm not used to paying a lot of money for pay-per-views and I, I do order the UFC pay-per-views or, you know, like I have a friend order them sometimes. And, uh, I think like normally I guess I'm not dropping that amount of money at one time for the most part. So it's kind of weird to do that for wrestling, but it was the first time in, in a very long time that it was well worth it and made me feel like I would order them every time that there was a, there was a pay-per-view. Um, 
pretty pretty uh pretty solid show man from the buy-in uh sammy guevara and kip sabian just dope match the buy-in battle royal or the casino battle royal was pretty sweet um and just the, the card as a whole man uh i think at this point, I'm not going to like go over match by match. I think it's been out for a while. If you're a fan of AEW, you've seen it. Uh, if you're not a fan, just go watch and you will be a fan. I'm sure you've heard of the majority of the matches here. Uh, the one standout like kind of surprise uh, to me was Best Friends versus Jack Evans and Angelico. Uh, I... I I love Chuck Taylor. I've always been a huge uh, fan for, I mean, well over to probably 12 years, 13 years at this point. So, like, I knew it was going to be a cool match or it was going to be good. I was going to enjoy it, but it ended up really exceeding my expectations and ended up being a really, really cool match. Uh, huge, huge fan of that. The uh, Kenny Omega Jericho match, I was really excited for. I, it was, it was a great match. I'm a, I'm a Jericho Mark, brother, uh, through and through. So whatever he does, I'm, I'm a fan of. Uh, you know, Jericho picks up the win with the which I I had a feeling they were you know going to set up Jericho versus Hangman for the first uh, title match. And uh, you know, I was I was it was cool that that that's what happened. I'm okay with that. And the Judas effect, <laughs> Jericho's new finisher. I'm not sold on it, but it is what it is, man. Like. It's wrestling, you know? It's just the more he does it, the more believable it'll be, and everyone will forget that it is a, literally just kind of like a, a weird, awkward back elbow thing. Um, huge surprise in, in, in a lot of ways, having uh, Moxley return, or at least, you know, suspicious, suspicions confirmed. And uh so that was really really cool that really capped off like it was already such a crazy good show and it was so similar to wwe in a lot of ways and as far as like production value um i i mean my girlfriend's a she, she does she watches it very casually like she'll watch me watch it basically and she'll go to the shows with me so to her as like a very casual type of fan she walked by and she's like wow this is super weird this is like seeing wwe but it's not that and I kind of felt that way too, which is cool. Um, they're really, really, really pressing hard on the WCW thing, and I think that I'm not sure if it's like a joke or or what. Uh, but I mean, even you know, being on TNT and you know, they're apparently they trademarked the name uh, Tuesday Night Dynamite, so very similar to Monday Nitro uh, for their weekly show, which apparently starts airing in October. Um, not that that's necessarily a problem. It's just kind of interesting to me. Um, another standout match actually was Cody versus uh, Gold or uh, Dustin Dustin Rhodes. I, I felt like that was the least excited about that match, but it ended up. I mean, it was literally one of the best matches that I've ever seen, which is pretty. Uh, that's saying something, man. I'm not someone that always talks about having like a favorite match. I, I it's really hard for me to choose. Um, if I had to, probably something from RVD or, or Jericho from the early 2000s, something like that. But this match absolutely has to be up there somewhere. That that shit was crazy good, man. It was super, super good. Uh, emotional moment at the end. Overall, just like a really, really good show, man. Like it was super solid. I don't, I don't have any complaints. I'm really excited for the future, uh, and I think 
that's legit competition uh, for WWE. And uh, like I said, closing out the show with a WWE, like a fresh WWE talent who just left and, and uh, Moxley was pretty cool. Uh, and then, you know, Moxley obviously working with New Japan is, is crazy. Uh, shows up at Dominion uh, and, or not Dominion, best of super juniors and, uh, wrestles juice Robinson. And it was crazy to see, I mean, Moxley back in some gear. looks like a damn shooter, uh, hitting the new finisher, which is essentially just like a, an implant version of the dirty deeds, which is, I guess he's calling the death rider or he's the death rider. I'm not sure. Um, following that up with dominion, which just happened, uh, working one of the young boys there and just, I mean, I'm just, you know, it's one of those just things where it's just, it's exciting, um, uh, to be a wrestling fan, like new Japan's getting a lot of notoriety and it has been for a while, but you know, just speaking on that show, the super juniors was crazy. Will Ospreay and Shingo had s- such a dope match. And then, you know, dominion just happened and we have Kenta returning and we have, you know, Jericho versus Okada. I thought was a good match. Apparently had some criticism, thought it was really, really well done. Um, Naito and Kota Ibushi had a fucking ridiculous head droppy kind of scary type of thing that people are like, you shouldn't support this because they're just putting, I mean, fuck off. Like it's, that's Abushi's always done that. And like wrestling is kind of like that. And that's just how it is grown adults. They can do whatever they want. Uh, definitely some scary moments, honestly, though, as far as like potentially going to break your neck type of shit. But I mean, it was entertaining. Um, and then uh, Osprey and Dragon Lee, which was still a super dope match. So just all around, just like great wrestling occurring. And then it's just like WWE is just not. It's almost like they're purposely doing the opposite, which from a business standpoint might make sense because maybe there's some casual viewers who don't really care necessarily about the quality of the match. And they're more like about that star power type of thing. But WWE doesn't really have anybody like that anymore. There's no one that has that like star power. You know, their top guys right now, Kofi Kingston and Seth Rollins from a, you know, like a wrestling fan, like a true fan. Like they're obviously, you know, amazing uh, talent. But as far as like star appeal, there's no Steve Austin's. There's no Hulk Hogan's. I think the closest thing is probably Lesnar. And, and I hate watching him wrestle, but I, I understand his drawing power. So, you know, just a lot of interesting choices being made and we'll see. Uh, we'll see how, where that goes in October. Um, October is going to be a crazy month for wrestling too. That's where SmackDown launches, um, on Fox and then AEW is on TNT. So it's fucking go time, bro. Like, uh, we'll see, we'll see how things go from there. Um, it's been, it's been a little while since I've recorded. There's just so much to talk about and, uh, I don't think I did all the big stuff justice, but I don't want to spend like a ton of time kind of like recapping shit because this is not a recapping podcast. If you want that, you can pretty much watch literally anything else. Um, from a from a life standpoint, I was just in the South, went back and saw some of my buds. Uh, this podcast really inspired me to, I, I hadn't seen them in almost four years and it really inspired me to go back out to to old middle Tennessee and say, say what's up to my pals. Um so that was that was pretty cool, man. I think 
it it's it's funny going out there reminding me of a lot of times that I completely forgot about. Um, I, I I'd been talking a lot about like obviously the big the big moments and things that resonated with me, but there's a lot of stuff that I maybe like forgot that resonated with me. Um, and we're just legit a bunch of idiots. Truthfully, we just act like we're five years old. Um, but, uh, it's a good time. And and I was talking about this podcast and you got some, you know, some good ideas for some stuff. And it reminded me of a company that I, for some reason, completely forgot that, that we wrestled for. And, you know, chronologically, you'll have to excuse me. I don't remember. Um, try to, like, multitask, like, w- like while you're talking and you feel like you can do it. And then it's just, like, you can't. And then you just kind of mumble. That's what I just did. It's really hard. And, you know, the, so I just thought about, like, flying. Um, I mean, it's, you know, it's a pretty long flight. And I've been flying a lot lately for, like, work, for my shoot job. And then also for the for this trip, you know what the fuck is annoying is you know when you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, you know when you, who am I saying excuse me to also because it's just fucking me here. I guess I'm saying it for you. So excuse me that I just cleared my throat because I'm speaking. I'm not gonna edit that out either. Uh, you know when you're on a plane, and like, I I definitely fly end up flying Southwest a lot because um, <clears throat> damn I'm gotta go see a doctor about that uh you know when you're so i fly southwest and like that's where they have boarding groups and you kind of just pick your seat and i like to sit kind of like i guess sort of towards the back just because a lot of people start towards the front and i think i get motion sickness so i probably should or at least i've heard that i should sit more towards the front but i just always kind of sit not fully in the back but probably like in the middle and uh you know, like, when the plane lands, and it's like, we've all been on this fucking plane for six hours or whatever, and, you know, they, they we're, we're done, they start, start like, offboarding everybody, and it's like, you, you obviously go in order, because there's no other fucking way that that would happen, right? Like, one row goes out, the aisle, the middle, and then the window, and then the next aisle goes out, and it just goes, you know, left side, right side, left side, right side, or right side, left side, whatever, and you know when people from like five rows down just like stand up and just walk through the aisle and just like go in front of you? Like what the fuck do you think you're doing? That shit drives me insane. And it happens a lot, which is weird. And I always thought like it was, ah, well, so foreign of you to do that. You're obviously from another country where <laughs> doesn't make sense uh, because I just feel like that's some shit that happens. But dude, like these people, I'd heard them talking. They were like, two or three rows behind me and they were very clearly from the place that I just landed in and they just straight up stood the fuck up and just like walked in front of me and I think I always just don't say anything but I'm always so confused at why someone would think that that's okay so this bitch stands up and just like is in front of me and she gets held up because you know the other people are leaving and grabbing their shit from the overhead bins and so I literally just stood up and tried to like squeeze my way in front of her and I had headphones in, and there's, like, music playing or, like, a podcast or something. Uh, and I just looked back and, you know, was like, you did this, you know? I'm before you. So that's how the order of things work. Uh, dude, that just drives me insane, man. I don't know 
why that's a thing or who. And if you if you do that, like you just know that you're an asshole. Like that's fucking stupid. Why would you do that? Um anyway. Being being on that plane gave me a lot of time to think about this podcast and you know, I'm going to be hundred percent honest with you. I'm still not sure exactly like format wise. Like I've really toyed with the idea of like, cause I have a lot of my old matches on, on tape, um, on tape. The fuck? Yeah. Uh, uh, I have them. I, they're available. They're on like YouTube and stuff. And I've thought about just like watching them and commenting on them and talking about them. But I don't think that's as fun when you can't see them. I mean, you could always look them up, I guess. Um, and like I, you know, or if, you know, I'll do specific types of podcasts. Eventually I want to do like a and a type of thing, but you know, I could do sort of my own Q and a, or I could just fucking lie and pretend like I have a shitload of questions being thrown at me and <laughs> I can like just answer them. Um, but I kind of want to do like, you know, like a tips type of episode. I'm going to be traveling again soon. So I'll, um, I'll probably do something like that because there's not going to be any editing or transitions. I'm just going to have to like talk into my, uh, like microphone basically while I'm traveling, just upload it. Um, so it'd be very like, kind of like raw type of shit. And for that, I'll probably do like Q and A's and maybe they will be a little shorter or whatever. Um, and I'm thinking of doing like specific, like, uh, like, Hey, like this is how I work. Like, here's this particular match just so it's not so general because you know, every situation is different, but I could do something like here's this one match that I had and here's like how I built it and how I built it with this other person. And here's what this other person was thinking and like how I match their ideas and how we combine them to create this match and how the finish came about and things like that to really give you like a uh, super in-depth type of look um, into like kind of what that looks like or what that feels like. Um, and, uh, so I'll, I probably will do some stuff like that, but you know, I, I think just the whole idea behind this podcast was for sure to, to do that and <laughs> to give people some tips or just some insight. So I want to stick to that a little more and I may do some themed stuff, I think is kind of what I'm, what I'm talking about. Um, So let's kind of roll into the ad break and then we'll come back with uh, some story time. You like Twitter? I like Twitter. Um, I'm I'm on it sometimes. And uh, you know what makes my life easier on Twitter is following at SpandexPod on Twitter. great updates, great links to, to this very podcast. And it, it makes listening to this fantastic piece of media and this fantastic content just one click away. So go to Twitter, search at SpandexPod, and uh, I think it'll make your life a little easier. That was literally so fucking stupid to put that in there, but I just, I want to. Uh, So I did it, and uh, it's my podcast, so I can kind of do whatever I want. Uh, Another thing, so just on a personal level, and this is probably going to end up being what the story time is about. Actually. Um, I I've always kind of struggled with some like stomach issues since I was like 15. And I feel like that's a lot of folks in the world now, or at least in America, we have so much like processed food and bullshit. And I truly believe it like poisons you and messes with your, your guts. Um, and so, you know, I've always had really bad stomach issues. Um, 
mostly just like pain, but it's definitely like an IBS type thing where a lot of times it's constipation, other times it's diarrhea, a lot of like indigestion and just really bad heartburn. Um, and so I've had that since I was like 15, you know, and it's always been something that has like almost like plagued me, man. Like doing athletic stuff was really tough. And even now doing jujitsu, sometimes I'm just holding in a damn fart. Um, and, uh, not all the time, but sometimes. And I think that was one of the things in wrestling that kind of worried me and, and it was always fine, but I definitely recall one time, uh, <laughs> and it was, at, at the stadium, and we've talked about it ad nauseum at this point, and I, I honestly, I, f- I feel like we were wrestling Damian Payne and Josh Crow, and I, I've talked about them before, and it may have been a different combination of people, it may have been Damian Payne and someone else. We did, we had a few matches with them, but I just remember it was a pretty big deal. It may have even been that, like, and forgive me because it's been. I mean, shit, this was eight years ago, nine years ago. So, like, I I kind of forget the a lot of things uh, blend together in my brain. So, um, anyway, I feel like it was, like, a main event type of thing. And I just feel like I probably ate, like, shit the night before. Like, when we used to travel, specifically when we'd go to these, like, far distances, like, over a few-hour drive, we'd always stop at gas stations and just, like... I mean, for the love of God, like now that I'm like older and like under kind of understand nutrition a little better, probably would do this differently. But at this point, we're like 2021. We don't give a fuck, dude. We would stop at gas stations and we would get like Slim Jims and like gas station hot dogs with nacho cheese and chili on them and like chips and soda and all this bullshit. And then we'd go fucking put on tights and like wrestle. It was ridiculous. And so that I'm sure didn't help. And I'm sh- and, and we used to eat a lot. And so I feel like the night before, I'm sure we went out and did something. And just it, my stomach was just torn up, the pain. And I just remember having a ton of diarrhea and then just like feeling like I needed to go and not being able to and just being so uncomfortable and like bloated and just it was really a bad day. And this match was coming up and it had been booked for a while and it was a pretty big deal, I remember. And I was just like, I don't think I can do this, man. Uh, my this is this is gonna be a bad situation for everyone. Um, and uh, I I remember trying, maybe almost trying to get out of it. And I feel like Mikey was kind of like, I mean, we this is gonna be like good. It's gonna be fun. Like just like take some stomach stuff. We were experimenting with supplements. I was taking like apple cider vinegar and all this other bullshit. And uh, I remember getting to the place, and I was just uncomfortable the whole time. And I was honestly just panicking. Like, I remember trying to um, work out the match in the back, which happens way more than you think. There's very few people that really call entire matches on the fly on a consistent basis. So, you know, we're, like, planning spots and, and, you know, calling stuff in the back. And I just remember hardly being able to focus and almost having, like, tunnel vision because I was so uncomfortable but I get my tights on. I'm like, fuck it. I got this. And then like, I had to run and just like, I wore a singlet and just literally take off my singlet, go into their disgusting bathroom and just like squirt diarrhea everywhere. And, uh, and then it was literally like their music was playing and I was like, fuck, that means we're coming out next. And I just literally 
sucked it up, went out there. And it's one of those things where my mind was just so on the, the match and the crowd and just doing what I needed to do. I completely forgot that I was uncomfortable. And so I think it's just one of those, you know, for me, somebody like I, I always sort of let these like, and, and we ended up having a great match. Um, and everything was totally fine. Um, I always kind of let my stomach issues, like, I use it as an excuse to let it sort of hold me back. And I just, you know, there were a few times where I was having stomach issues. And once you get out there, like, it's fine. I'm sure there was a few times, definitely, where uh, passing some gas, <laughs> uh, that's for sure. Um, but, uh, you know, overall, I, a lot of it's, like, mental. So you have that mental just, like, fortitude, and you push through it. So may not sound inspiring that someone had diarrhea and still had a match, but if you think about how stomach issues can really cripple you and really just kind of have a really significant impact on your life, um, it's just, you know, if I can do it, you can do it. There's people that are way more mentally tough than I am, and if I can get through it, I just feel like you can get through it too. So take that for what it's worth. You know, if you're going to shit your pants, you should go have the match anyway. Worst case scenario, you fucking shit your pants, dude. And everybody will move on eventually. Totally fine. Or you could throw the shit at them and that could be your new gimmick, man. Why not? You know, you could be a shit thrower. I think that'd be pretty cool. You'd give somebody a pile driver on uh, a pile of shit. Sounds like something they would do in like XPW. So you can bring that back. You know, I feel like Joey Janela would be involved in something like that. And Joey Ryan. Maybe uh, maybe I'll pitch that. Who knows? Stupid. Um, but like I said, I kind of was reunited with my buddies, um, my wrestling buds. And, man, we talked about so many good times um, as far as, like, there was promotions I forgot we wrestled at, like Tennessee All-Pro Wrestling and uh, forgot about some of the guys we used to wrestle with. And, and it reminded me of this match I definitely want to talk about. And so, you know, uh, I've talked about this before, and we're going to kind of stick with USWO, so in Nashville. Um, uh, I w- so, so I- Mikey was trained first, um, and then I moved out, and Zach, and then Mike, and then uh, I moved out there, I trained a little, and then kind of just got thrown out there, which is fine. Um, and in that same, like, training class, there's a few other guys, right? And so we kind of got paired up with those guys a lot, which looking back was probably not a great idea. Like maybe as a tag team partner, but like not like as an opposing side because we're not learning anything. We're just all going out there not knowing what the fuck we're doing. Um, But anyway, so, you know, Mikey and I had been traveling just a little and just kind of um, coming into our own a little bit. And uh, there was just this one guy, man, just the nicest dude. Like, honestly, just the nicest dude, but it just wasn't clicking for him, and every match he had, like, he would do a couple things that made sense, but then he would just forget the spots and just, like, blow them and just kind of not really know how to do moves and just kind of, it was it was honestly sad because he was legitimately one of the nicest people, and he just loved wrestling, and he just wanted to do this. And I remember they put him in the ring with a guy that's been wrestling for 20-some-odd years. He had a pretty famous wrestling dad. And just coming to the back, and that guy just tearing him to shreds. And it's like, you fucked that up. And, you know, 
that's unfortunately one of the things that happens in wrestling. People take themselves way too seriously and, you know, everyone fucks up, but they have that real old school mentality, especially in, uh, in the South. And I'm sure things have, it's not a blanket statement. I don't want it to seem like everyone's like that, but certain promotions and, and, you know, certain, there's just certain locker rooms that breed that type of attitude. And this unfortunately was one of them a lot of the time. But anyway, I just remember that occurring, um, and that was really a bummer. And, and, you know, we wrestled with him, and we always made it work. But I remembered <laughs> this one time. So we were kind of coming into our own, and it was me and Mikey versus this this gentleman I was talking about and someone else. I don't know who it was. And uh, it was cool because, like I said, we were sort of picking up some steam and coming into our own. We'd been wrestling for, you know, six, seven months at that point. So not a lot of experience by any means, but, you know, we were – feeling more confident and I just remembered I'm not someone that if someone fucks something up or whatever like I'm not gonna like stiff them like I'm not gonna like like beat their shit out of them it's fucking stupid it's not real you know but I remember this one time uh where I we were wrestling him and I remember I went for like a tornado DDT and this was a move I just added to my repertoire and realized I could do and it looked pretty cool and I just remember he kind of like dropped me a little bit or like spun the wrong way. Something happened and got fucked up and it looked terrible. And I just remember being so pissed off uh, that I kind of just like was laying stuff into him. And a lot of it was like I could I knew that the match fucking sucked. And I was just like, maybe, you know, if we, we lay into each other a little bit and work a little bit stiffer, like it, it'll look better or like, I don't know, it'll be more fun or something. And I just remember like. I was trying to lay it in, but I laid it in like pretty fucking hard. And I like ended up around like straight up head kicking him. Like it wasn't like full force, but it's harder than I wanted it to be. And, uh, I mean, he took it, but he was kind of like fucked up. I remember. And then like, I'm sure it made him kind of dizzy. Um, he was on queer street and, uh, I just, you know, and then the match was over and I just remember how, awful I felt afterwards I apologized so much and he was like oh no no it's fine like I don't even know what you're talking about and I'm like well it's probably because I probably like knocked you out a little bit but it made me think like the guys I've talked about previously on this podcast that would take any opportunity to take a young person young kid guy whatever they're they're working that screws up or or doesn't do something to their liking and just like take advantage of them and kick them in the head or punch them in the face or do some of that dumb shit like it just really makes you think because I I did it and it was sort of by accident uh and it it was worse than I wanted it to be and I honestly felt awful and I I remember I apologized to him for I don't know 20 minutes afterwards you know and I just can't imagine some of the things like Zach literally stopped wrestling, you know, and he ended up being our manager and I think it worked out better anyway, because you know, he has a really great flair for like comedic stuff and he's just, he's a lot of charisma. And so I think, you know, being in that, that, uh, that sort of, uh, place, like being like the manager who could just act crazy was great. It's either that or serial killer. Um, and so, you know, I feel like the wrestling thing was probably better for everyone. And, uh, you know, he was amazing at it. And so I think it worked out 
But when he was wrestling, man, I mean, he stopped wrestling because one of those guys legitimately took advantage of him. And, like, I I don't quite remember what happened, but, you know, something stupid. He called something, and, you know, it's one of those things. Like, if, if in every single match it's, like, the same person that's like, I called this and you didn't do it or you fucked this up, maybe it's not the other people. Maybe it's you. You know what I mean? Maybe you fucking suck, bro. Like, and, and that's really what it was. But something like that happened, and I remember – Zach was like on his knees or like on one knee or whatever. And this motherfucker literally just straight up punted him, just kicked him right in his fucking head. Like just so fucking shitty and like hurt his jaw. And just like, he was like, fuck this man. Why would I want to do this? And you know, I don't blame him. I, you know, and I know all the, some of the seasoned guys are like, well, that's how we weed out the, the it's like, no, that's not how you weed out shit. That's how you are an asshole and you take advantage because you're a pussy in real life. And that's, that's just how I feel. And I get worked up about it because I hate that kind of shit. It's the kind of stuff that can really, you know, you can lose a lot of your like passion and your drive um, for something that you like love. And so, you know, he literally stopped wrestling because of that. And like, that's, you know, that's just the kind of shit I, I wish didn't happen. And I know in a lot of places, I, I think things are changing even, you know, in the last not eight, seven years since I, or gosh, when did I stop? 20, five years since I, since I stopped and, or since we stopped, I think things have changed. And I think a lot of folks are very, there's a lot more, it's a lot more open and people realize it's like a show and, uh, there's no need to be a dick, but there are going to be those pockets of, especially those Southern territories, man, where you just have those old school, just like dudes. And, and that's something to definitely be, uh, I guess just be, just notice, just be, be aware of, um, no one's allowed to do that shit to you. So you shouldn't let someone do that to you. Um, and if it's happening, fuck it. Like you should that that shouldn't that should be you shouldn't wrestle with that person anymore like it's not it, it's about uh working with someone and like <laughs> this is i was gonna say it's about a part you know working with a partner and it made me think of this uh <clears throat> this documentary called the backyard i'm sure that i've mentioned this before but it's the best documentary of all time and this this filmmaker kind of like travels around uh the united states to all these different backyard wrestling companies i did air quotes as if you could see me um and like interviewed the 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 guys that are a part of the show and filmed a lot of the matches and some of the the shit that they were doing and this was like filmed right kind of like after the big like backyard wrestling boom where it was on like tv and all the dvds were coming out it's like right on the heels of that so i think this was probably like 2001 ish maybe 2002 so still big and i know like uh, a lot of crazy shit, a lot of just straight comedy gold, honestly, like Mikey and Zach and I like <laughs> quote these characters a lot. And uh, anyway, I got to get them on this podcast, man. I think that's probably the plan is to, to include some people anyway, sorry, getting sidetracked, but uh, back to the, the backyard, man. How could I stray away from that? Uh, there's this guy who I'm sure a lot of people know because he applied for tough enough and his name was the lizard. And uh, he comes out at night. It's a lizard. Uh, he had like a Tough Enough 2, I believe, entrance video. Andrew Cook. And, and part of this, uh, 
documentary actually follows him because it, it goes to a promotion he wrestles for and he you know he grew up very close to our hometown in california and that's where like this place was this wrestling place and it had him doing like a swanton bomb off of a fucking ladder and shit and he's just dude i mean it's comedy gold for hours he's so like quotable and that's like one of the things he says like he he has to like do this like match with some guy who's who here who he hears is a shooter who on the street and he's like wrestling ain't about that it's about working with a partner and it made me think of that and if you haven't seen the backyard please um, excellence determination desire passion whatever he says and that's what I want to show you uh, that's Andrew Cook um, and it's fucking excellent. Um, it's 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 literally it's crazy to see some of these people like fuck their bodies up for legitimately nothing like some of these people had like five or six people like neighbors and shit like watching the show and other times it was just people by themselves just like power bombing each other into like light tubes and shit like it just it was crazy but i've probably seen that documentary 12 times 15 times and i can't find it now so if you can find it for sure watch it it's it's pretty amazing uh, and just the lizard is just the best part. <clears throat> we actually, Mikey was able to find his phone number one time and we used to talk to him on the phone a few years ago. Still backyarding, man. Uh, it's, it's, man, I could go, I could do an entire podcast on the lizard. So I got to kind of, kind of stop. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, so I guess, I guess where I was going with that is, you know, some, sometimes, People will stiff you, and sometimes it's okay, and other times it's not okay. And if it's not okay, it's okay to say it's not okay. Um, I think another good example of that, I just mentioned Andrew Cook on Tough Enough. And then and Tough Enough 3, there was, like, the Hardcore Holly, Matt Capitelli thing where he kind of got taken advantage of. And, like, you know, wrestlers posted videos, like, oh, his pussy's, like, crying, and he should just, you know, take it and pay his dues or whatever. But... That's not uh, that's not a real thing, man. Like you actually don't have to do that because <laughs> it's literally not real. It's not a real fight, bro. Like you were putting on a show, so um, you don't have to act tough. It doesn't really matter who wins or loses or who looks the toughest. It matters that you are connecting with an audience and driving home the character that you want to portray. If you're the character you want to portray is like a badass like that's one thing but if it's not stop acting like it if you come out and wear pink tights and shake your ass and you're 60 years old or whatever you shouldn't care about trying to fucking punch someone in the face or look tough because you already don't look tough eh. uh <laughs> man i could go on forever about this topic and i've done it before so i don't want to keep it going um but I keep thinking about, like, literally ever since I said the word tough enough, I really just couldn't stop thinking about it. Because I just rewatched the first season on the network. And, like, dude, what a fucking great show. Uh, the first three seasons, honestly, were awesome. And then, you know, it changed to, like, the million-dollar shit that was on, like, SmackDown, which is stupid. And then they did the other one that was that had uh, Marty the Moth on it that season. Uh, and Silent Rage. <laughs> And it just wasn't the same. It was very too, like, way too, uh, like, I don't even know what it was. It was just weird. I didn't like it. Um, the MTV version, the uh, the original one with Maven and Nydia and Chris Nowinski, Josh Matthews, was literally 
it's amazing. It's, it's probably one of my favorite things in the history of wrestling. Like just the format of the show. It was the first time you really saw anything like this. I remember, um, like two thousand when that show first aired. It was like two thousand one, and at that point, I was really getting into like TV. Uh, I was kind of straying away from video games, uh, which used to just be my entire life. And I was really watching more TV and obviously watching like wrestling and stuff. And I, I know it was like advertised, but I never really knew what it was. And, you know, I was like nine. So I was like, I don't know. Um, and then I remember uh, it coming on or I remember f- knowing it was on MTV and like I had watched stuff on MTV. I don't know what, like music videos or something. And so I think I caught like the tail end of it. And I, I remember watching the, like the finale live where Maven wins and just thinking I'm like Maven, <laughs> my nine year old brain, like Maven is going to be the next Stone Cold Steve Austin. Like he's like, I literally thought that's like what that meant. Like he's going to be the best of all time. And looking back, not quite what happened, but watching tough enough, that dude just had so much natural, just like charisma. It's crazy. And he had a pretty like, okay career. And so I kind of have gone back and watched a ton of Maven stuff and Maven's fucking awesome, man. He, he was, he best theme music literally of all time. Um, and like on the network, I don't, I just feel like I don't think they have the rights except for the one, like the broadcast of tough enough. Like they didn't have the rights for that to be his theme music. So it's, there's this weird edited version that plays over it. And even that is honestly super fucking cool. It's like an instrumental. And then the band uh, mercy drive who originally did it, like, redid the song and it's on iTunes and it's just different lyrics and it's not quite the same, but man, that shit brought me back just hearing that song. Um, so watching that whole season is like amazing. And then, you know, I went through and watched season two, which was okay. And then season three, um, was amazing. that had John Hennigan, who's, you know, John Morrison, Johnny impact, whoever the fuck he is, uh, Matt Capitelli and had to fucking Jonah. Um, it, it was, uh, a great season also, but literally nothing tops that original, um, first season, just the whole cast, man. Uh, I mean, there's just a lot of notable people that are still kind of even in the industry today. So that's a crazy good show. And I was watching that while I was visiting my friends in the South actually. And I was like, I'm going to talk about this shit on my podcast. And I, I did it. So I deserve a pat on the back, uh, for remembering to talk about that. Um, if you're someone who maybe you're, you missed that tough enough boat or you haven't seen it in a long time, I really recommend going and just watching it. It's on the network. Um, all the seasons are, and the first season is like, you could binge watch that entire thing. And, uh, it's very easy to do actually. Cause I did it. Um, I want to make a show like that, man. Uh, I have no, there'd be no reason for anyone to watch it, but it'd be pretty funny just to like have a bunch of people. And at the end, they just win nothing. I remember when we backyard wrestled when we were like 10, we had we had KWA tough enough, which was literally just my little brother and his name was fucking Eli Johnson and for whatever reason we always said it with a uh, French accent and we would say Eli Johnson and uh he won, man. He was tough enough. He was able to wrestle in my parents' backyard on uh two two twin bed mattresses with uh some canvas over it. You know, good for him. He put a lot of blood, sweat, and tears into into the the industry. Uh, yeah, man. I think that'll pretty much. It, this has been 
legitimately the most scatterbrained episode that I've done, but it's because it's been a while and so much shit is going on between like New Japan and between like WWE sucking a big fat one. And uh, I never say that, that it, dude, podcasting is so weird because I'm just sitting here talking and I just say like phrases and words and things that I never say in real life, like sucking a big fat one. I don't think I've ever said that. And now that's a part of my my uh, my arsenal of, of phrases. So that's that's pretty neat. Uh, but yeah. Anyway, speaking of scatterbrain, there's just there's so much going on. And you know, I I traveled out and went back to the place where I used to wrestle. And I think that that like sparked some more memories, which is amazing, and kind of gave me some more ideas. Um. And then you know, being with my friends and and things like that. I think my life is probably going to change pretty frequently because, you know, it's a pretty, uh, yeah, I'm going to move back there, man. I'm going to um, kind of like, I just feel like I made a lot of life decisions and changes and a lot of personal reasons for that. And, you know, I'm across the country from them and uh, life is okay. I, I'm, I try to stay optimistic, but at the same time, life could certainly be, um, could certainly be better. And it's, I don't know why I've never considered doing that before but um that's what's gonna happen and so who knows maybe that means that the hollow stars kind of reform every once in a while and take a couple bookings now and then i don't know that'd give me way more way more uh content for this (laughs) which would be pretty cool um i don't know uh we'll see what happens but you know a lot of big changes are, are are occurring so a little scatterbrained uh, and then just kind of like agenda wise, um, I'll definitely keep doing kind of like recaps because, you know, being a wrestling fan and having a wrestling podcast, especially calling it like Spanx planet, I feel like I need to kind of encapsulate a lot of stuff that's going on. So maybe I'll do more detailed reviews, but I'll certainly sort of, um, recap stuff, um, talk about random actual wrestling stuff that ha- doesn't have to do with me. Um, talk about some like specifics and, uh, you know, I'll probably have some themed episodes where I talk about one particular like thing. Um, and then, you know, a lot of the time it'll just be me bullshitting like this. And just when things come to my brain, I'll kind of talk about it. Um, and and then we'll just kind of go from there, man. Like that's kind of what this is. It's sort of an open forum. So I'm not, I'm not super worried about it. I just, uh, just going to try some different stuff. So I think that's probably going to do it uh, for this installment. Uh, if you're back for season two, I appreciate the fuck out of you, man. Uh, I have a lot of fun doing this. Like, It's cool to kind of recall some memories, and it's definitely, hopefully, some people are getting some shit out of it. Um, and so I want to keep doing it. Follow me on Twitter. Listen to the pod. Tell your friends. Tag me and shit. Um Give me some ideas if you want. Like I said, I'd love to do a Q&A sometime soon. And uh, either way, I'm just going to keep talking. And if you hate it, you don't have to listen. You know, it's a free country. But if you do like it, let me know. Follow me on Twitter. Keep listening. Um, again, I you know, thank you so much. Season 2, Episode uh, 1, which technically is Episode 11. Uh, kind of in the books after this. I'm not going to keep dragging it on, even though, you know, if you didn't notice, that's sort of what I'm doing right now. And the reason I'm doing that is because I still don't have a fucking closing catchphrase, and I don't know. I just can't think of anything, man. I just, 
I can be creative if I'm not thinking about it, but because I'm so like concerned with coming up with like a closing bit or like a closing catchphrase, it's not coming to me. I tried to spitball this while I was while I was out with my buds, and uh, they they don't that you know we didn't really come up with anything. So uh, if you follow me on Twitter, please uh, send me some ideas, and I'll steal them and not give you any credit. And just say that I did it. So if that sounds good to you, please tweet at me. Uh, Until next time, guys, uh, this has been me for Spandex Planet. Uh, Keep traveling the rocket. Ooh. Uh, The rocket is now departing from the Spandex Planet. Thanks for listening. I don't know. Anyways, thanks for listening. This has been me. Me.